Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Grace, Peace, Balance uh, radio show or podcast by Gabi Abdelgadir. Today I have, this is episode 80, and today I have an incredible guest. I have been after her for such a long time. She is such a busy uh, woman and very much on, on uh on call and on demand and I am lucky to have her today and she is doctorate Ismat Dala Netani and I will read you her bio. I will also be posting her bio and all her media, her website and links on both on Podbean and on YouTube. So if anybody wants to get in touch with her and I really recommend that if you have any kind of health issues that you do get in touch with her. So Isma Dalla Netani, prof her professional background is in natural health care with a specialty in traditional Indian medicine. With over two decades of experience, she has spearheaded Center for Ayurveda and Indian Systems of Healing, Kesh. Is that how I pronounce it, Kesh? That's right. Absolutely. Carefully <laughs> guiding its growth since its inception in 2002. Esmet focuses on melding ancient wisdom with current concepts of health and well-being. From this frame of reference, she develops educational programs, contents, and teaching tools. Esmet single-handedly trained over 100 students in Canada who are now successful practitioners and continues to partner internationally with communities through workshops and speaking engagements. Her mission is to reach as many individuals as possible to spread the empowerment of health and well-being to the world. Over the years, Esmet has gained a multitude of experience. She is a health practitioner, academic, academic mission, yeah, international speaker, healer, and a researcher and practitioner. She has held key positions in India, UK, and Canada, among which are at the prestige, prestigious Hale Clinic in the UK, Assistant Dean at Dr. Laj Patrai Mehra's Neuropathy, Naturo, Neuropathy Hospital in India, and contributed to key conferences, partnership programs in universities and health institutes, and global health congress. As a result, she has been featured on television and in newspapers in the UK, Canada, and India. She is a tireless champion, that I know for sure. Her health and wellness practice is especially empowering to members of modern society because she offers both the authenticity of ancient wisdom and the practicality of simple methods that fit into our fast-paced, stress-filled daily lives. She integrates clinical proficiency with compassionate care, a combination that results in self-healing, inner understanding, and empowerment for her clients. What she says is, her motto is, I truly believe that any health issue addressed rightly and at the right time can be totally healed. My mission is to provide the most effective care with simple remedies. Esmat Netani, welcome to my podcast. Thank you very much, Gabby. I'm so happy to be here. And yes, we have been trying to do this for a while and finally it happened. So this is great. I'm very happy to be here and to share my wisdom and joy with 
your audience. I know. Thank you. And this is the longest bio that I have ever read, just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, the longest bio that I have ever read. Yeah, so I am so happy to finally get hold of you. So let's talk. How did you get into natural medicine? How did you get into Ayurveda? What what was the reason? Was it like something from young age that you were interested in or tell us about that? Well, my journey actually started at age 16. I was wow initiated by a teacher in India and the culture in India is when you get initiated that means rather than you looking for a course a program a mentor if the mentor asks you to join it's something huge and more than me my parents were thrilled when I was asked by my uh, mentor to come and study the specific art and science of Indian medicine which is called as marma therapy. It's kind of for energy healing trigger points. Okay. Um, and I was a student of architecture at that time, first year. And I was like, no, I'm not interested in this. I want to get into designing and building buildings. Uh, but my parents really encouraged me. And finally, I ended up going to my mentor. And that's how the journey started. Um, and I got so mesmerized by what I saw uh, in this mentorship program with my teacher called Guru. And um, I stopped going to university to study architecture. And there came a point when my parents again called me and said, you know what, if you are so mesmerized and you're loving what you're doing, but you have to get a formal education. And then I went into formal education in health sciences and that's how I got all my credentials and, you know, moved from India to UK, from UK to Canada. Oh, wow. That's incredible. How long have you lived in UK? In UK, my journey was not that long. I lived there for about five years and then I was back and forth yeah. uh, for a while. And then finally, I decided, no, I can't do both countries. So I kind of completely dedicated myself in Canada. In Canada, yeah. So since 2002 in Canada? So, uh, I would say uh, I migrated to Canada in 1999. Uh, and I kind of uh, finally I gave up on my UK practice and connections in 2004. So I would say my, my total connection in UK was for about 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Including cool. my master's and my post-graduation. Yeah. Excellent. So you came to Canada and did you immediately start a practice or how did it go about? Oh, no. I came to Canada because I fell in love, got married. Uh, so that was my motivation to migrate to Canada. Okay. They said I was back and forth between Toronto and London, UK. Mm-hmm. And I did that for a while. So I would be here with my husband and spend some time, then go back to UK and be there. Um, and that kept on happening for a few years. Eventually, uh, when I got pregnant and had a child, so that was one reason that I got really grounded. Yeah. Um, and second was, um, I just felt that it was needed here. Now that I'm here, I took my citizenship and I just felt like I took citizenship. I'm calling myself a Canadian, but yet my heart is in the UK or India. 
And it was a process of settling in completely in this beautiful country. And that's where Kaish started because I was like, okay, no, if, if Indian medicine is not here, I'll create it. Uh, yeah. Because now I'm a citizen. I'm, I have to do it. There's no other way. Yeah, and it's it's a great practice that you have here now and you've like trained how many students so far? Well, the numbers that you gave 100 was about a couple of years back. With this pandemic, actually, it has speeded. Uh, our graduation is now coming up and between 2020 and 2021, we'll be graduating about 35 students. Oh, wow. If that's the speed, I'm sure within, you know, a couple of years, we will be hitting more than 200. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's incredible. So I know a little bit about, I always read and, you know, I follow you also. So talk to us about what Ayurveda is like for someone who is not into that. What is Ayurvedic medicine? So Ayurveda is called the mother of all healing. It's an ancient practice of medicine that was initiated in India. And I'm talking about ancient India. I'm not talking about the modern India right now. And ancient India went as far as Eastern Europe to as north as China. So it's like we are, we are talking half of the world here. Yeah. So it was initiated in India and the practice is still very relevant even after 3,000 years. That's what makes it so beautiful. There are other forms of medicine, but maybe we don't know enough about them or they're not relevant anymore. So Ayurveda is the mother of all healing and even surgery, homeopathy, Chinese medicine, you name all of the forms of medicine, all came from the womb of Ayurveda. Okay. The simple definition of Ayurveda is Ayu means life and Veda is wisdom. So it is a medicine. It's a healthcare for life. It's not a healthcare for disease. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And that's where the whole focus is that an individual, it's, you don't need a health practitioner. You yourself can practice Ayurveda. It's not just limited to license or designated practitioner like myself. You can practice Ayurveda in your day-to-day -day life. Yes, when there is a situation or a crisis, of course you need a qualified practitioner, but Ayurveda is not limited to only highly qualified professionals. Okay, so what would you advise me now that I am not qualified? What should I do? Okay, let me tell you, like I have been diabetic for 18 years now. Right. So I have been on medication and it started so early because I had such a bad year and I think the stress pro, I have family history to begin with, right. but according to my family doctor, he wasn't expecting it to happen up until 15 years minimum. Right. He was in shock. So it's 18 years now. I'm fine. Like, you know, but I take how many tablets a day? Six a day. Right. So as a diabetic, and um, I also have like cholesterol, like up and down issue, what should I do as right. just a regular person? So whether it be you having diabetes or other related um, diseases or someone who has something else, whatever the disease is, the primary and the fundamental 
is to understand the law of nature. Mm-hmm. This is what Ayurveda really teaches us. When we are in sync with the law of nature, whether you have a disease or you're prone to a disease, like in genetic factors, mm-hmm. you are weakening that possibility. So that means you're strengthening your body and you're weakening those negative possibilities. And being in a law of nature, a course of nature, for example, it's summer right now. So having our heat uh, in the environment, having the warmth in the environment, if we follow certain rules and certain laws that the nature tells us, the nature tells us to cool down, but naturally. So of course, I'm not against air conditioning and things like that. If you need it, you need it. But that go-to must not be the air conditioning. The go-to must be incorporating something natural that will help you to cool your body down. And that is as simple as hydration or water. Mm -hmm. So drinking enough amount of water will help you to cool down. Having Cokes, having Pops, having other kinds of drinks, uh, carbonated drinks or colored drinks are not going to help you. So as simple and as close you can go to the nature, that's where you will really find your strength in getting yourself to balance. So that's one law. The second law is again following the biorhythm, the circadian rhythms. So going to bed early enough, getting up early enough, following the the course of the sun and the moon. Like it's very simple, of course, now because we all, and I do not mean just you or someone else that has a health condition. Everyone on this planet right now, we have gone so far understanding what our body needs, what our environment needs, and how we can support ourselves and support our environment. And so just taking few things, I don't want to overwhelm you or anyone, but just taking a couple of things that you think you can do for yourself, which is in alignment of the nature. Full moon comes, you know there's impact of full moon. Either you go out and enjoy that moonlight, or you stay in and have something quite for yourself. So whatever you can do in this course of nature will really help you to strengthen your body. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so the, these are simple principles and you don't have to, there's no competition and there's no pressure or even the stress of following so many rules that the nature has. Nature has a lot of rules, but you choose simple two or three rules that would really work for you. For you. Right? So yeah. as, as simple as getting to bed on time or not watching your uh, phone or your uh, you know iPads or whatever that means, the technology, the use of technology. I read, I read my e-books on my iPad now. See, there you go. So those kind of things that you can incorporate in your lifestyle that would really, really help you. Of course, not to take the diabetes away, but of course, it can be a very good preventative care. Yeah, it won't take it away. So I guess, I guess it is. Um, Eighteen years is a long time. And you know what? The thing is, if I didn't say it, nobody really knows that I have been, that I have been diabetic. And I say, what? You don't look like this. How come you're always happy? How come you're this and that? Like. 
Yeah, so that is the thing. And uh, nobody knows really unless I tell them. That is the state of mind. So state of mind is also a very powerful entity. It's, it's very powerful and with your attitude, even towards a disease. So if you've gone into a state of disease, whether it be diabetes, whether it be arthritis, whatever it means, if you have the right attitude, it really helps you to get better and not for the disease to impact you in a big way. Yeah. Right? The impact is something that we really look into with chronic conditions like yourself. We are looking into what impact it is causing in your day-to-day life. So if you're saying that you are, you're managing it, of course, with medication, and that's one's choice, but also at the same time that no one can tell or even someday you forget that you have diabetes, which is great because that is the power of mind. And yeah, that's yeah. again huge in our way that we're mind, body, spirit. They're all interconnected as well as your sensories. So your five senses are all connected. And as I said, if you're watching something close to the bedtime, you're using your uh, visual sensories. That does have an impact on your other sensories as well including your sense of smell, sense of taste, sense of hearing, sense of touch. So all this is very important. So mind is a very, very strong entity and it can influence the body in the right way. Yes, it does. It does. That is so true. So what's, like I try to do a a good smoothie, like a healthy smoothie just to help. What are the best things to add to a smoothie for someone who is diabetic i know a lot of them uh for a person with diabetes who are on medication uh not type one per se but type two diabetic so what's um what is the best stuff that we have to use the best herbs maybe or the best fruits or the best veggies to use other smoothie so i'll just go with very simple principles of ayurvedic medicine Mm-hmm. So diabetes means we all know that it has increased sugar in our blood. Yeah. When there's hypertension, you know, you don't have to take salt because salt will increase blood pressure. So any disease, any condition have a direct connection with food and certain taste in the food, whether it be sweet food, whether it be salty food, whether it be sour food. Sometimes you have infection or you have tonsillitis or things like that or your throat is hurting and you consume something sour it will hurt more so there are these basic tastes in your food which has got direct relationship to things that you're experiencing to the symptoms you're experiencing yeah you have diabetes which means sweet you are supposed to avoid sweet fantastic a lot of people do that but then what are you going to counteraction with So it has to be completely opposite. So the opposite of sweet is bitter. Like what kind of bitter are we talking? (laughs) I have a sweet tooth. But anyway, go ahead. (laughs) So, well, you can still enjoy some natural sweets. But again, you can balance it with something natural bitter. And bitter doesn't mean something that is too extreme bitter. Mm -hmm. But it could be your vegetables, your greens. They all have Mm -hmm. a little bit of bitter taste in them as simple as even your cilantro or uh, rupini or arugula like these are the vegetables that have got bitter taste in them so consuming more of those vegetables 
would be better for you just as a counteraction. Yeah. But of course, always the key is the balance. So not going overboard in in any aspect. So you kind of balance it with then the other kinds of food. So that's what the basic principle is. Specifically to diabetes that we are talking about, then diabetes has got many causes and that's what in Ayurvedic medicine, the medicine portion, we look into the causes. So the cause could be lifestyle, cause could be diet, cause could be genetic factors, cause could be stress, like what you said in your case. And if that is the cause, then more than the diet, we would focus on the lifestyle, helping you still work with the stress because probably you have a tendency to get stressed easily or probably you have a tendency to get stressed and that stress doesn't leave you for days. You're thinking and overthinking about it. So with that comes lifestyle and lifestyle is equally important as the diet. Yeah. Okay, good. Like I, um, I think it was, when was it? A few days ago, I had an appointment with my doctor that I had uh, blood work done and the result came in. So number one, it was the lowest that it has ever been. My average 6.8. I was so excited and he goes to me, whatever it is you're doing, keep doing it. So what I have been doing is in my tea, I have been adding a lot of cinnamon right. and a little bit of cloves. But um, I drink that. I don't drink just plain tea. It always has a lot of cinnamon and a bit of cloves in it. I think it may have helped. And then I try to meditate twice a day. I think that has helped a lot. And um, walking and connecting with nature is something that I do, I think, because it has never gone this down ever in that 18 is, years. always the combination. Yeah. So it's not just the cinnamon, it's not just the clove, it's the combination of things that you're doing. And especially in chronic conditions like diabetes, we want to see those combinations. So this is fabulous. Walk, meditation, and you're adding certain spices and herbs in your diet or in the foods and drinks that you're consuming. And that is fantastic. This is, you are in Ayurveda. You are practicing Ayurveda because you're following your inner calling. <laughs> you're not trained, but you have learned through your own experience. And yeah. that's what Ayurveda is. And, and then uh, watching you and then listening to, watching your posts and attending your webinars helps a lot. Fabulous. And I would invite everyone to do so. That's our motive to educate the community because uh, 1, 2, 10, 20, even 200 people here in Canada who are practicing Ayurvedic medicine, we, don't, we can't reach everyone. So it is through educating you at a mass level, you educating someone else, and that's how it goes, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a law of karma. A law of karma. Oh, wow. That is powerful. Okay. So I have one question for you. And then that is one issue that I had this past few days, according to my blood result and everything is what I have been doing lately is I have been reducing a lot, uh, eating a lot of meat and chicken. Mm -hmm. And I have been huge into like, you know, lentils and, and veggies and things like that. And I cook really good, like spicy, you know, I, I alternate. And 
and my blood work results came that I am anemic now. So my doctor's answer, have you been eating any meat? And I said, uh, and then what about chicken? I go, uh, he said, what about fish? I don't even remember. I don't know why, but because my son doesn't eat fish, I just don't bother to cook just for me anyway. But um, so he told me, yeah, we need to, to work on that because you really, your hemoglobin is really low. He goes to me. So I didn't tell him that I'm trying to become a vegetarian or anything like that. So what is, what alternative is there that has a good iron besides meat, pork, chicken, and everything else? Okay. So number one, a lot of people are trying to go more vegetarian, which is fantastic. Yeah. Again, as I said, the key is balance. So if you or your genetics or generations of generations have not been vegetarian, no. you are primary meat eaters, then I would really encourage people to go half up first rather than go cold turkey, right? So you do consume more vegetables, but don't give up on meat completely. Do consume a little bit of meat, okay? That's one way of going about and then eventually as your body gets adjusted because this is a readjustment the reason your irons are coming low because it's a readjustment your body has not got used to working with the food that is coming and extracting the iron or extracting the hemocrates from it so nutritionally you're getting depleted so one way is try and go 50 50 first and then you gradually build that that's one. And then second is, of course, you have to be mindful of you eating a balanced diet. So going vegetarian, a lot of people I've seen have, a, they go more towards lentils or more towards carbohydrates, right? Like consuming more of cheese or consuming more of breads and grains and all of that. Important is that you also consume a lot of fresh not frozen, fresh fruits and vegetables. So as much as you can get fresh, like right now in summer in Toronto, in Ontario, we have abundance of fresh vegetables, as simple as broccoli, as simple as spinach. So that consuming fresh farmer's market is best rather than going and getting frozen food or spinach bag that has been sitting in the grocery stores for I don't know how long. Mm-hmm. So try and consume fresh as much as you can. Yeah. Okay. The other foods that are very high in iron is again talking from Ontario and Toronto uh, is red cherries. So cherries oh, really? are very good. Oh yes. Oh yes. And this is one of another basic principles in Ayurveda, where it is highly encouraged to consume food or herbs that first grows around you. If you can't find that, then you go in the region. If you can't find that, then go in the province. So it's very important for us to understand that the farm, the vegetables that are growing around us, if you are living in somewhere in Pickering, go north of Pickering and see if there are farms there and buy fresh vegetables from there. If you don't find the vegetables that you really need, then try the ones that are actually growing in Ontario. Then if you don't find those, then go to BC. So that's just a concept. But what I'm trying to encourage here 
is that locally grown vegetables will give you lot more nutrients it's not about the quantity that you're consuming it's also about the quality yeah the quality because it has not wasted it has not been on the road god knows from uh, one yeah from one city to another i i understand yeah i try always before i buy like my lettuce or spinach and this i always read where right. it came from so yeah so uh, mostly it's like if it's ontario some say it's canada so i buy that if i couldn't find any of those then i go to the next like we have right. uh, products from us from mexico from chile uh, yeah. south africa some fruits um, things like that yeah oh my goodness amazing so, so black cherries and red cherries strawberries black cherries red cherries you'll find lot now in ontario yeah and that is the best route to build your blood then comes fall you can have your beets beet greens that will also help you to build your iron and oh, wow. all greens all greens will help you to build iron so you okay. cannot go wrong with greens but as i said they have to be fresh and the other basic fundamental principle is chewing your food well i know i heard you that like oh yeah that is yeah i heard you on the on the webinar the other day yeah because the thing what happens with us humans is we wait until we're so hungry that's right and then the food comes in and we're so hungry that we just like oh. we don't take our time to even enjoy it we just right. like eat quickly and we don't chew very well yeah absolutely and the first digestion actually starts in the oral cavity it's not the stomach it's the oral cavity where your digestion starts the highest amount of good bacteria is in your mouth mm -hmm. so if you're chewing your food well you are actually getting lot more nutrients better digestion better bacteria your digestive system will be so good and this is all required for proper nutrients proper nourishment and even for treatments like if we if we have to treat you from ayurvedic medicine the diabetes then definitely all these factors would be very important this is exactly what a practitioner will also tell you this is where you start this is the grassroots level that you start if you want to really help yourself and treat yourself yeah sleeping according to the sun cycle eating consuming foods that are local chewing your food well making sure that you have a balanced lifestyle that balance between work and pleasure is also very important yeah true so true excellent oh my goodness yeah okay so i guess i have to start eating a little bit of meat uh, now with my with my veggies um what advice would you give people on this pandemic uh -huh. so what i see is people are divided there are people who uh believe that they will take the vaccine and they're protected 100% and there are people who don't believe in the vaccine who are not planning to take the vaccine so people are divided but the disease is there like right so what would you advise people what protection from this um pandemic from this uh, covid or whatever it is they call it what is your advice thank you gabby for bringing this up and you said the right word protection so we do need to protect ourselves we need to take care of ourselves and it's a personal choice whether people 
go through vaccination, they don't go through vaccination. That's an individual choice and no one must judge that. No. Those who are interested in helping themselves through natural means, through natural medicine, whether you're vaccinated or not, still you will need to help yourself in some way or the other. So protection is very much needed. My personal concern is when people are not doing anything, any kind of protection for themselves um, and being very reckless and not being careful and mindful. So that's where we are kind of putting ourselves through the threat of COVID. We're also putting other people's through the threat of COVID. Yeah. So protection and care yeah. both are extremely important. Talking from an Ayurvedic medicine standpoint and natural medicine, protection here means actually supporting your immune system. System. And immune system is completely dependent, again, on your digestive system. So one is, of course, eating mindfully, eating healthy food, and working on lifestyle. We have come to this place and this pandemic also because we are all kind of responsible for it. We cannot blame this reason or that reason. And this is an opportunity. We have stayed home so so long and so much. It's an opportunity for us to live, look into our own lifestyles, our own diet, and try to do things that really help us, help you as an individual. First, we start individually and then we can go collectively. Mm-hmm. So again, coming back, uh, diet is very important. Eating diet that has got less chemicals, less process, less coloring, all of those. And again, hydrating yourself with just water, not yeah. grains. So going to the fundamentals and going to the basics. Yeah. Second is lifestyle, our, our sleeping patterns, our eating patterns, our overindulgence in certain activities and certain foods. If we all can help ourselves at an individual level to cut down on how, as far as we can go. Then coming specific to the immune system, the immune system needs to be empowered. The empowerment of immune system definitely comes through your emotions as well. Yeah. So if we are making emotional decisions and we are whether with vaccination, not with vaccination, if it's an emotional decision, then that is going to impact your immunity regardless. Yes. Also clearing our emotions. We are seeing so much of things happening in our surroundings. We are seeing hate crimes. We are seeing racism. We are seeing so much. Yeah. This is all connected to immunity. So clearing our emotions and clearing our thought fields, our thinking processes uh, is very, very important in building the immunity. Yes. Again, specific herbs and spices, if we are looking into it, then basil is recommended as number one. Oh, wow. Holy basil, regular basil, the whole family of basil. So again, the way you have been adding cinnamon in your food. Yeah, in my uh, tea. In yeah. your tea. Yeah. Similarly, basil and more so holy basil comes at the top of the list of the basil. So mm-hmm. that is recommended number one. It's a very harmless remedy and you can continue using it. And I'm not saying this is a treatment, but this is kind of supporting your... Supporting. 
I'm not saying this is a treatment for COVID. This is just for your immunity. Mm-hmm. Okay, so building your immunity in that. Yeah. Second comes on the top list is ginger. Okay. And dry ginger is recommended more than fresh ginger. Oh, wow. Okay. So dry, dry ginger, uh, because it's, it's a little bit more potent and also okay. has an alkalining effect. Okay. So ginger, again, as much as ginger powder, you can use either in your teas or you want to sprinkle on your food or make, I would say, make a nice beautiful lemonade. This time of the year, you want to use some key lime, some little bit of ginger powder in your drink and you can have it. It's fantastic. Add some lavender to it, to garnish it with lavender. It can make such a beautiful drink and it can give you an immune boost as well. Yeah, excellent. Okay. So those are a couple of tips for immune boosting. Mm -hmm. And then the third what comes, which is again local, is elderberry. Oh, wow. Antioxidants are extremely good. So I don't want to go into Ayurvedic herbs that are being imported from India. Because mm-hmm. you have to stay to the fundamentals. So what grows here and it's extremely good is elderberry. So elderberry, I would say, is amazing. If you know how to pick elderberries and make syrups out of it, extremely good. If not, then you do get elderberries uh, syrups even in health product stores. Yeah, but they're seasonal, aren't they? Like I don't see a lot of them in the stores. No, not right now. Well, elderberry syrups, you'll find it in the stores, uh, in health product stores. Oh, in health product. Okay, health stores. Health stores. Okay, that's if different. If you yeah. take elderberry, it will be later in the year. But elderberry is really, really good. Okay. Excellent. Right? About the holy basil, though. Yes. Basil is easy to find. The holy basil, where do you find it? Like also in natural, natural health stores? Yes, you'll find it in natural health product stores, holy basil. Uh-huh. Uh, very easy to find. You can sometimes also find it in uh, in grocery stores, but I don't know the quality, so I don't want to recommend that. Mm-hmm. But definitely the quality of health product stores. Or you can find some herbal stores around. There are, at least in Toronto, there are a couple of good herbal stores that you can walk you in. You can or find them. Uh, what about if it comes in essential oil? Is that okay too? Um, more so uh, dried herbs are recommended. Essential oils go directly into your nervous system. So if you're using essential oils of holy basil, it will really help you with your stress. Okay. It will help you with any headaches, tension headaches you have. Or if you're feeling emotionally low, that's how it will go. It will go into your nervous system. When you are consuming a powder or you're consuming dry leaves, it goes into your digestive system. Okay. And immunity are, are directly related. Excellent. Oh my goodness. What about vitamins to prevent you from COVID? Like any vitamins you recommend? So, uh, not from In addition to those, yeah. Okay. Definitely. From natural medicine perspective, vitamin D has been proven. So, there's a okay. lot of studies and a lot of research that has come out that vitamin D deficiencies do lead to immune suppression. So okay. making sure that your vitamin D levels are really good. So okay. One. Second is zinc. Zinc, okay. And zinc, again, zinc has got a very special place in, in Ayurvedic medicine because a lot of the foods that have got high level of zinc 
are very therapeutic. For example, sesame seeds. Okay. A lot of these seeds and nuts have got high zinc. So okay. sesame seed, pumpkin seeds, uh, even your flex seeds have got zinc. And then your nuts, like your almonds have got zinc. So a lot of nuts and seeds have got a lot of zinc, which must be consumed, especially if you are working towards being more vegetarian, then uh, seeds and nuts should be consumed. Okay, cool. So the vitamins are like uh, D and zinc. D and they zinc would help as they complement. Yeah, okay. And then vitamin C. And vitamin C. Okay, yeah, vitamin C. So... You're listening, everybody. So vitamin D, zinc, and vitamin C. Yeah. This would help you in addition to everything um, Ismat mentioned, which is basil, holy basil being on top of the list, and then ginger. That's right. Yeah, and then ginger, um, dried ginger dried is ginger. best. Yeah, and then, yeah, so. And then, of course, eat local, buy local. Yeah, I totally agree with, with her. My goodness, I really enjoyed having you. So what is any last advice you would like to give our listeners? Definitely. Um, so my advice to you all, each and every one out there, that life is beautiful, health is wealth. Do not compromise on your health because that will really help you to live your life to the fullest, no matter what you're doing. The other thing that is important for quality life, and Gabby uh, is the queen of it, is decluttering. Oh, yes. Decluttering is amazing. It's a beautiful concept. It's a beautiful action. And in Ayurvedic medicine and yoga, there is a very special place of decluttering because it creates space element. So each one of us are made out of five natural elements of nature which is space, air, fire, water, and earth. And yes. after this five elements, the space element is very important. It is a subtle element. And in our day-to-day -day life, we see that in the space that we create. Yeah. And the space that you create means quality life, and it means good health. Yes. So make sure you're creating healthy spaces, you are being mindful of the people that are in your space. You're mindful of things that you're putting in your space. And if for some reason you have excess of it, make sure you take the time to declutter, not just your physical things, but also the mental decluttering, the emotional decluttering, and also... Uh, the people and the resources that you have around you try and declutter that and make it as simple as you can yes yes yeah you spoke my language that's what i teach and uh it makes a huge difference when you're living light and we get rid of all the stuff i think what a lot of people don't understand uh, is met is that everything we carry in our home has an energy of its own right it could be positive energy, it could be negative energy, it could be neutral energy. So everything that we hold here like has a thing. Like why would someone need, for example, 55 shirts? Right. Like I was one of those people, by the way, in my younger days and uh, my mom put me in my place. But I only wore like maybe eight of them. 
It's just a, like a habit of buying, you know, and that is another thing, but that is not, it is a lot deeper. Only keep what you love and what makes you happy, what you need and keep your place spacious and beautiful and remove any negative energy, which is what I teach. Um, yeah, you wanted to know when my next webinar is and I will be, I think it will be in August. Right. Yeah, in August. So we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, so you know, I agree with you. And uh, it makes a huge difference what you carry in your space. If your space is cluttered, your mind is cluttered, your relationship is cluttered, your health is not at a good place for sure. And uh, your mind would not be at a good place and your time also would be cluttered. It's just, yeah. I teach it the Chinese way and uh, my other training, my other certification is from a lady I followed for years. She is a Cherokee and uh, she and she is also incredible. She also loves feng shui. It happens and uh, it's a spiritual way of doing it, not just getting rid of stuff. So, yes, yeah, so I agree. I'm glad you mentioned that. Yeah, that's very important. I think people underestimate yes. the power. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to bring it up because it's not just about decluttering or oh, let me sort my clothes out. It is actually an act of let going. Yeah, letting go. Exactly, letting go. And letting go is very, very important when we are looking into that integration of the mind, body, spirit and the spirit. self. Yes. Yeah. My goodness, I love that. I would really love to have you again to talk deeper about a lot of other things. And um, yeah, you gave final great advice. I am so grateful that at least I got hold of you for a short period today. We're going to have to do this again on, on a different subject. Sure. Um, thank you so much for, for being on my show. You're more than welcome. And I hope I can invite you someday to be on our platform and interview our graduates and our alumni that are doing amazing work out there in absolutely the school of ayurvedic medicine but also in general healthcare. yeah absolutely would love that thank you so much esmat everybody thank you i hope you listen carefully and i hope you listen like you listen it listen to it again i can't even speak today you have to listen to it again and write down take notes of uh, the the advice that she has given it's very easy it's not difficult to add to your daily life like the holy basil the ginger the uh, the vitamins and how to keep to live clutter free and uh, a lot more so i will be putting her bio and her social media links and her website link do get in touch with her she is an extraordinary young woman and yeah. So until the next episode, stay blessed, everybody. Take care. Take care.